What's up, Let's world? Go. What do you do when <laughs> devastation invades? If you know the truth, it'll make you free. How do you move on? And whom the sun sets free, day, your life is free indeed. 24 hours, everything has drastically changed. As difficult as it may be, we must if evaluate what is lost and what is lost. Trapped in the bondage of what you used to Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. It's Pastor Free, and listen, I'm mega excited that you're locked in to another Free Indeed Friday. Please be sure to share with your friends and your family. Get them logged onto the podcast, and all y'all gonna fool around and get a blessing. Listen, there's a word designed for you that very well might set you free. Loosen up, fam. Laugh a little bit. This is a Bible quiz. Who was the greatest financier in the Bible? Noah. He was floating his stock while everyone else was in liquidation. (laughs) Who was the greatest female financier in the Bible? Pharaoh's daughter. She went down to the bank of the Nile and drew out a little profit. (laughs) You got to know your Bible to get this stuff. Here it is. What kind of man was Boaz before he got married? He was ruthless. (laughs) What is one of the first things that Adam and Eve did after they were kicked out of the garden? They really raised Cain. (laughs) Look here, look here. Ain't nothing like that free time music. Let me spin one of my tunes for you. This is one of my favorites off the hashtags record. Hey, 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 I got a confession. I got a confession. I'm trying to kill myself. I'm trying to kill myself. Oh, what? Oh, what? Oh, what? pressure must heights. And I ain't trying to be about that life. But the devil knows what I like. And he keeps on putting it right there in front of me. Surfing, house empty and I'm tired of working. Already been nursing his inner seat. Instagram pictures got me feeling freaky. So your boy got a choice to make: make a phone call or kill my flesh today. Not sure what you might do, so unfortunately, I gotta kill you. Oh, oh, oh. There's pressure, bus pipes, bus pipes, and I ain't trying to be about that life. Oh, but the devil knows what I like, and he keeps on. He Keeps on putting it right there. I gotta kill my flesh. Before I kill myself. A Facebook post taking shots at me. I see the shade, we got history. They think I'm soft, they keep testing free. That's what the devil keeps telling me. I get indignant. I'm finna clap back, Luke 923 made me snap back. I wrote a suicide note in my memos. It says, man of God, your flesh has to go. Oh, 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 o
family i want to jump into the segment we call free on facebook what's good family i hope and pray that you've been having a blessed week and i'm uber excited that you're taking time out of your busy schedule to lock in with your boy y'all know what time it is i'm about to reflect on some of my facebook moments check it out on february the 20th 2018 i posted preacher when you pray to be used Please be sure to be prepared. Success is when preparation meets opportunity. Grateful for that revelation and reminder tonight. Hashtag live life abundantly. Hashtag free indeed ministries. Now, I don't actually remember where I was or what was going on at that particular time. And I I decided not to even try to reflect back because it may be that I was listening to a particular preacher and that caused me to feel some kind of way. It also could have been a situation where uh, God blessed me with an opportunity that was unexpected. And I was grateful that it was instilled in me from a very early age to always be prepared. My pastor and father in the ministry drilled in me from a very early age. He would teach us, don't Don't be be no lazy preacher. Make sure that you're always prepared because you never know when you would have an opportunity and you needed to be prepared to preach. Now, at that time, I really didn't take it uh, to heart because every Sunday he was present and accounted for and ready to go to work. So it just kind of seemed like a young man like me was just kind of sitting on the sidelines with sermons on deck. It seemed like I was getting prepared for nothing until that one fateful day. I was a fully grown man with a wife and a child. My wife wanted to go to her grandparents' church for Mother's Day. So we go in, we get all dressed up, and it just so happened uh, that as soon as we walked through the door, her grandfather says, over the pulpit, my grandson is here. Do you want to preach today? (laughs) I'm sure you could imagine the fear, the tremble that went through my body. On the spot, I was having to stand in a place that I'd never stood before it was a blessed opportunity a glorious moment yet and still i understood that i had i not been trained to be prepared i would have fallen apart but it was a special day a mother's day so i couldn't get up with any old rinky dink sermon i had to at least be on task i'm grateful that i was studious of the word grateful that i penned enough sermons where i could pull some thoughts together to hopefully be on point and impactful in that sunday and it was then that my upbringing and my training was reaffirmed always be prepared listen I'm gonna keep it all the way 100 with you one of the things that really kind of boils my blood and frustrates me to high heaven is when it seems like people want opportunities that they're not willing to prepare for it seems like people in this generation just want everything to be handed to them the grind the hard work is no longer a part of the DNA of our society everybody wants to be on stage and nobody wants to put the work in. Kevin Hart said it best. Something like
like that. Everybody want to be famous. Nobody want to put the work in. It was something like that. Anyway, you understand exactly what I'm saying. Perhaps you've got a family member, a cousin, an uncle, who every time they're around you, they want to blow up off of your success. They want to borrow from what you have worked so hard to get, but they don't want to prepare themselves for what God can do in their lives. As a young preacher, pastor, but with almost 30 years of preaching experience, let me talk about what I know. It really bothers me when I see someone who's obviously taking somebody else's sermon off of YouTube and then perfected a little hoop at the end and called that preaching. It, it bothers me when I see someone stand behind the sacred desk and it's obvious that they have not applied themselves to study or to understanding context and, and to exposing the transforming truth that is before them. It's a struggle for me because I'm wondering why is God providing platforms for people who are not prepared? Although my personal issue has to do with those who mount the sacred desk, this particular principle applies to every aspect of life. Don't let it be said concerning you that you were presented with an opportunity and you failed to prepare. Listen, I've got three sons and they catch the bus to and from school. One of the most amazing things that I've come to understand as they're catching the bus is that the bus does not care what time you went to bed last night, doesn't care how long it takes you to brush your teeth, does not care whether your clothes were laid out and need to be ironed or not. You better not miss the bus. And I believe somebody needs that same word today. That when opportunity passes your way, when platforms are presented to you, when moments of life change are standing right in front of you, don't you dare miss the bus. I believe that's what I'll call this segment today. Don't you dare miss the bus. This word is for those of you who have big plans. God has shown you amazing dreams and visions for what your life could be. But you're sitting idle waiting on something to happen for you. The question that I have for you today is are you preparing for your purpose? Are you preparing for your destiny? Are you aligning yourself to receive all the things that you're asking God to give? Have you gone back to school? Have you taken necessary classes to get certain? Have you had conversations with people who already are where you're trying to go? If you were presented with the opportunity of a lifetime, your childhood dream, would you fumble, fail, or fall flat on your face? Or could you honestly say that you've been taking the necessary steps to be prepared to perform at a high level if given the opportunity? The first principle I want you to get down in your spirit, I mean like deep down, deep, deep, deep down, is if if you you have have failed to prepare... You're You're simply simply preparing preparing to to fail. fail. I know you've heard it time and time again, but if you don't have a plan that will lead you to success, you can be sure you're headed toward failure. Life doesn't just happen for anybody. As a matter of fact, the only way you get to success is by utilizing your steps, your strategies, and your strengths. For those of you who simply think that you can just kind of lollygag, yeah, I said lollygag, lollygag through life, and that success is going to fall in your lap, You got another thing coming If you don't have any plan for your tomorrow What you will discover is that tomorrow will come And you'll only have what you had yesterday So please don't prepare to fail By failing to prepare Friend, we never know when those golden moments of destiny Will cross our path So this next nugget is crucial 
if we stay prepared, we never, never have, have to get, get prepared. If I know anything about life, I know that you can't put destiny nor opportunity on a timer. Nope. When it happens, it just happens. Yep. It's like that bus that's on its way, and it's either you're going to catch the bus or you're going to miss, miss the, the bus. bus. My hope for each and every one of us is that we never miss that bus of opportunity because it's only coming around once, and it won't loop back around just because you were tardy for the party. So, you never want to be in a situation where you're fumbling and struggling, trying to prepare yourself for moments and opportunities that you should have been prepared for in advance. The rapper Eminem said it best, opportunity, you only get one shot. Now, people love to misquote the Bible, so I love it when the saints say, now the race is not given to the swift and the battle to the strong, but to, to the, the one, one that endures to the end. Now, while that may sound good and may even be theologically sound, the truth of the matter is the Bible simply doesn't say that. In Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11, the word of God reads, I have seen something else under the sun. The race is not given to the swift, or the battle to the strong, nor does food come to the wise, or wealth to the brilliant, or favor to the learned, but time and chance happen to them all. You hear that? Time and chance happen to them all. It literally suggests that if you're gonna win a race, it's gonna be because it's your time and by chance. If you're gonna win the battle, it's gonna be because of time and chance. What does that mean? It means that time and chance present themselves at the proper season, and if you're not prepared to capitalize, you will not win regardless as to how swift you may be. And you will not win no matter how strong you may be. It's a matter of preparation for your time and chance. Honestly, some of us may have to train for decades for that 30 seconds that might change our lives. You might have to labor for a good while undiscovered and for free before that big break comes your way. You might have to be a bridesmaid time and time again while God is working on you and preparing you for your own Boaz. Regardless as to what your personal passion or pursuit is, you'll never be profitable without being prepared. I got another nugget for you. When, when storms come, come preparation matters, matters on a whole nother level. I don't know if another is a word, but I'm using it right here. It's one thing to be prepared for your call. It's another thing to be prepared for calamity. It's one thing to be prepared for your big break. It's another thing to be prepared for a breakdown or a broken heart. When life gets difficult and things don't fall the way you planned. My God. When you face rejection and you find yourself going through the storms of life, have you prepared yourself? Is your soul anchored in the Lord? Have you made valuable connections that'll help you survive the season of the storm? I remember in elementary school, we used to have what they called a fire drill. There was no real emergency, but they would sound the alarm. And our responsibility was to do what we would do if there were a real emergency. I wonder how often we as people of God are preparing ourselves for the worst. Jesus said, in the world, you shall have tribulations. So how often do we have fire drills? Do we have broken heart drills? Do we have crisis drills? Do we have storm drills where we're literally preparing ourselves to be all right if life goes all wrong? 
I'm going to say this last piece and then I'm going to keep it moving. You listening? Here it is. If you're not preparing, you can be certain someone else is. I want you to hear me real, real, real good. If you are not preparing, you can be certain someone else is. Life doesn't know you anything, even if you're super gifted and highly talented. Regardless of your skin color or pedigree, regardless of your tenure or past victories, in spite of your popularity or connections, don't you dare miss the bus because you're sleeping while others are are preparing. Be very sure that the moments you take lightly, somebody else is taking very, very seriously. I'm a football fan, and unfortunately, we cannot deny the greatness of Tom Brady. He may go down in history as one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. However, I can remember when he was a backup in New England to a man named Drew Bledsoe. Drew got hurt, the world saw Tom's talent, and the rest is history. Because although Tom was not the starter, he was preparing himself for greatness. I refuse to give New England that much shine, so let's keep it moving. Just recently, same thing happened to the Dallas Cowboys. Tony Romo had many years of failing to lead uh, the Cowboys to victory, but I'm not going to go too deep into that. But you understand what happened when Tony gets injured. Dak Prescott comes in, shows out. Next thing you know, I think we can make it without Tony. And now Dak is the man in the driver's seat. Although we haven't seen that same man that we saw his rookie year, he had obviously been preparing himself for the moment in the spotlight. And the reality is, if you're not willing to grind, hustle, pray, fast, serve, exercise, grow, study, go back to school, find a mentor, fix your attitude, learn to cook, or address your anger issues, you just might lose your spot to someone who was willing to do the work and be prepared. It's not going to be comfortable, it's not going to be easy, it's not going to be convenient, and it's not going to be popular. If it were, everybody would be doing it. So, the greatness that you've been expecting to get from God is only going to come from great sacrifice. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Michael Jackson, James Brown, Peyton Manning, Beyonce, T.D. Jakes, Tyler Perry, Serena Williams, Ray Lewis, Aretha Franklin, Gladys Knight, Ralph West, Steph Curry. This list could go on and on, and yep, I'ma even put my name on. (laughs) The end principle is this. Great performers are usually great preparers. If you plan to ever see the greatness of God manifest in your life, you need to get busy like chop, chop, chop right now preparing. I mean like right now, today. Like, well, yeah, finish the podcast, then get up and do something that's going to prepare you for your future. Listen, friend, I want all of us to have everything God has in store for us. So I'm begging you. I'm pleading with you. Please. Don't you dare miss the bus. On Free Indeed Fridays, I try to expose you to some dope music that maybe you've never heard before. In the words of Eric Bellinger, this gonna be your favorite song. to do things my own way and I've had enough seeing them lead to 
days like heavy chains And I just want to live free That's why I'm crying out to name To save me I just want to live like Check it. That was my brother for real, Mike J, off his debut solo project entitled The Journey. Be sure you get your hands on that. What's up, world? I pray that you are well and enjoying the favor of God. 
My message today is super simple. God told me to tell you to pray. Prayer is essentially communication with the true and living God. And friends, if we were to be honest, it really is a privilege to know that the God of this universe wants to communicate with us. If I had the opportunity to speak with the governor, I would take full advantage of the moment to share my heart and concerns. If I had President Obama's phone number, you better believe he would hear from me, especially when I felt he could intervene and help me in times of need. So how is it that we have direct access to the God who sits above these earthly powers through prayer, but we take it for granted and don't communicate with the Lord? I often wonder how people even survive in this dark and painful world without prayer. See, Hammer said we've got to pray just to make it today. Why does it take catastrophe and crisis for us to call on God? Why do we wait to be laid off of a job or diagnosed with cancer before we seek the Lord? How do you feel when people only call you when they need something? <laughs> 1 Thessalonians 5.17 plainly says that we should pray without ceasing. When you lose a loved one, pray. When you get a promotion, pray. When you send your children off to school, pray. And when you are contemplating a job offer, pray. As people of faith, our every step should be saturated in prayer. When there is an impossible mountain before us, the word declares the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much. Too often we are defeated, depleted, depressed, distracted, and discouraged simply because of anemic prayer lives. The old cliche is so very true. No prayer means no power. Little prayer equals little power and much prayer will give you much power. Listen, friends, if you've been blessed by this podcast, you need to make your way over to our website, www.freetheletterindeedministries.com. On our site, you can find everything from movies to live recordings and studio records. Uh, also, my first book, God Wants Me. You can follow us on all social media outlets. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Our handle is at free, the letter N, deed, M-I-N. Please believe we got some amazing things in store and you don't want to miss one moment of it. So go ahead and follow us. Like do it like right now. Like go check it out. Like 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 right now. Right now. Let the church say amen. <laughs> nah, I'm just messing with you. Anyway, unfortunately, it's time for me to sign off this podcast. I trust it's been a blessing to you. Remember, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Till next time, live life abundantly. Aha. May his peace go with you. Peace go with you. May his peace go with you.